0: welcome uh apparently it was live for 10 seconds it's very slow but anyway we have another great show great guests uh i won't bother with my long intro because i'm really not feeling well today um but you know if you're here we appreciate you you want to support the show make sure to like it uh leave a comment (laughs) subscribe and hit the notifications bell um And then as always, don't forget the super chats, which you can do if you have a question during the show uh, or a sticker, the YouTube memberships afterwards. But, you know, enough about that. Uh, We have some great guests. So let's start uh, with that. Go ahead. Which one? (laughs) Oh, I'm supposed to be in charge of that. Um, We can fight to the death. Fight to the death. Yeah, no, do that.
1: Uh,
0: (laughs) I don't don't know. know. We can go alphabetical (laughs) order. Yeah, with do this? rock paper scissors. Rock paper scissors.
2: <laughs> All right, Conan. You do three way rock paper scissors. Conan, you can go first. You're the C. I'm
3: well. I'm here. I'm here every week with Tyler, so I don't think people need need any more about me. But why don't but they do though? You go. Hey, I, I mean, obviously, right now I don't make too much content on my own, but I do have plans for a podcast. Hopefully, starting in the next week or two. Um, I told myself, you know, week after the Super Bowl, that's when. I'm gonna get get down to business. Finally, get myself to do that. Um, so, how's your smoothie? It's it's good. It's good. A little, little chocolate peanut butter uh, with a banana. It's treating me well.
0: I wish <laughs> so. I could have a smoothie. A good <laughs> mix right there.
3: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But why don't uh Dave? Why don't you start us off? Tell tell the people about it, about
2: you a little bit more. Uh, I'll I'll take it as me, and uh, so I'm with Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am their lead dynasty analyst. I also have a, you know, we do our our podcast twice a week, articles, and I'm part of the expert consensus rankers on fantasy pros. I appreciate you guys having me on. Follow me at Dynasty Dorks.
0: We've done a show together. We did the Giants show, didn't we?
2: Oh, we've done several together. Quite a few. You were on the draft
0: stream a couple of times, and then we... We did, oh, I was on your show, um, just the two of us. We did like a mock you, draft. You were,
2: you were on mine twice. We did one together where it was scheduled. And then the other one, I was like, hey, I'm bored. Who wants to talk? And you were like, uh, me. And so we just hopped <laughs> yeah, now, on Nowadays, I'm too busy for that. You guys yeah, do so don't...
1: many shows, you don't even remember shows you did together. <laughs> no, I don't. Like, oh, yeah, that other one, too. How many shows do you think you've done in your, in your career? Me? Yeah. Both hundreds, of you. I know Dave does hundreds.
0: a lot too. Dave's probably done more. Um,
1: Thousand. Because yeah, I, mean, I, I haven't got doing...
0: three today. So, jeez. <laughs> right.
1: I haven't Animal. been
0: doing recorded content for that long. Like, I started uh, doing recorded content really right at the beginning of 2021. Not not as long as I think people would think. I feel like it feels like I've been doing this forever, but I really haven't. Yeah.
1: High volume. I feel like I'm the same way. I haven't been doing it that long, but I do it, do it consistently high volume, you know?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, I had my whole career as a writer, like as a high volume writer. And then, you know, I kind of, I still write. I I wish I weren't so sick today. I would have actually accomplished something uh, before I came on the
1: show. But, well, yeah, um, I guess that leaves me last. If go you're ahead. watching, yeah. you probably know me from Twitter, Guru Fantasy World. You can also find me on Patreon, same thing, patreon.com at Guru Fantasy World. There is an O on Patreon, though. I didn't have enough uh, characters on Twitter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, on Patreon as well, we, I do have a podcast as well. Not Don't do it very often. I think I have eight episodes since last season. But If you want to follow there as well, you can find that on Spotify. They, I think Apple Podcasts as well. Same name, Guru Fantasy World.
0: And how do you do on podcasts? I've, my podcast numbers are always terrible. Um, I'm always better on YouTube.
1: I, a, a couple hundred per episode. Again, I only okay, have so eight, my, eight, eight episodes total. You know, I'm, I don't have many followers. That's so then my a podcast numbers writer.
0: are really bad.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't really say bad. that. Um,
0: yeah. No, I, I'm lucky if I get... I, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like I just don't really... Uh, Click on podcasts because I do too many things with the live questions. Yeah. And it's hard. If you're on the podcast, you can't see them.
1: My thing with podcasts, I try to keep them short. Like almost all of my podcasts are like 15 minutes to 45 That's minutes. That's smart. So it's just easy for people to uh, consume. I think these days, everybody's, uh it's tough to find time to focus for uh, over an hour, especially. It's
0: tough for me to find time to focus uh, yeah. during the show, let alone consuming <laughs> other people's
1: stuff. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, Conan, you're
3: reading this. We got we got 12 teams, super flex, half PPR, no tight end premium. QBs, Herbert, Watson, running backs, Taylor, how Shod.
0: We, how do we make it so it doesn't cover up their faces so much? Oh. I <laughs> like it. All right. I feel like we've been trying to solve this problem forever. Forever we've been
3: working Drew, on.
1: That. Drew needs to
0: type less. He needs to abbreviate. <laughs> oh yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah yeah there's i mean wide yeah, receivers yeah. looks like they got a solid core you know lamb london burks dotson deontay johnson bateman etc but they said they just traded the 104 oh Ooh, that is a lot better
0: shift video Go up on. for comments banners it's an option not
3: true nice. you don't need to
0: type less i apologize
3: <laughs> we're very sorry <laughs> So he wants our thoughts. He traded his 104, 112, 2024 first for the 103 in Pitts.
2: Okay. Very basic.
1: That's basically like 112 in the 2024 first for Pitts because 103 and 104, assuming you don't need the QB, I don't see a huge difference there. If you needed, like, if you want to take Stroud or Young. I can understand like you know, wanting more, but I'm fine paying 112 and uh, a future first for Pitts. A lot of people might not be, but I'm still very much in on Kyle Pitts. I think a late first, 112 are, are and a Kyle future. Pitts, very much so, till I die.
0: Uh, well, hopefully <laughs> you don't die anytime soon. Um, I will say I did write an article on it's actually my last DL, DLF article. Now, I'll put the link right there. If anyone is interested, you can read that. Uh, and it's it's about Kyle Pitts and Javante Williams and kind of their future after not the second year we would have liked. You know, not the second year we would have liked. So
2: I did a, a good
0: write up there. I'd take Pitts here as well, by the way.
2: Yeah, I like the move. Um, I like being able to move up because you can always move back. If something happens in the draft and you feel like, you know, but going up that one extra spot, it's it maybe just a little move, but it seems I think it's a bigger deal than what it is. And 112, 24 first, whether you know you're you're out on pits or not, I mean that's that's the value. that's what's going to cost to acquire someone like that or another tight end. And pits is a is an asset that for whatever reason has had insulated value. so no matter how bad he is, he's still going in some startups as the number one tight end. So he could then if he wanted to flip pits, um, you know, but I, I think it's a good move, especially if there's, you know, um, it's super flex and you get one of those top two, ten, uh, top two quarterbacks.
3: Yeah. I think, like you said, like one three, the one four, it's like almost a wash, but he, he might've done this. I mean, almost it's, it's, wash. it's similar in terms of if you don't want one of those quarterbacks in the value, but if, if that's one of your goals, like you, you wanted one of those two quarterbacks, I think, especially then it's, it's a great move. And. Um, I mean, like right now, Herbert and Watson, obviously a great duo, but, you know,
1: right now, yeah, I, I, read he's, he's kind of, I read that backwards, oh, sorry to cut, I read that backwards, so I thought he was moving uh, back from 103 to 104, and I no. still would have done it, but moving up especially, I definitely would
0: exactly, yeah, as well, no, it's okay, Inter- interruptions are good, interruptions are good, the guests who have bad, less good time on the show is the one who don't know how, because then they never get to talk. <laughs> you, you got to interrupt me if you want to get like get your uh, time, but today that's not going to be a problem because I you guys like all look like very like you're like all moving. It's, it's not good. <laughs> this is what food poisoning does to you. It's really. Yeah, it's not it's never really weird. not good. But what was I going to say? Oh, right. So, I do think it's interesting. We talked about the 103 versus the 104 in a Superflex. Right now, I would say uh, obviously Bijan Robinson is the 101 for Everybody. Yeah. And then I think most people in Superflex would have Young and Stroud at 2 and 3 and Gibbs at 4. That, that's what I've seen the
3: Gibbs most. or JSN.
1: Or, yeah, be. one of them. Yeah. Uh, I,
0: I've heard some buzz of Gibbs uh, getting into the late first round, though. I think if he did that, considering some of the teams that are, considering Kansas City is picking at a 30 and Philly at 31 or whatever, vice versa, I think it might work out. You know, if, if that really comes to pass, uh, maybe Gibbs could move ahead of one of them. Um, or if, you know, one of the quarterbacks falls, I mean, there's no guarantee that Young and Stroud are going to be one and two. I've heard that the Colts are interested in trading up to number one to pick Will Levis. So exciting. <laughs> so exciting. So you never know. It's, it's always better to move up. You always want to have a higher pick over a lower one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, okay, this is actually very interesting funny cuz these are not the same person but they're asking very similar I mean we're talking about the 103 or the 104 again uh so similar topic here what do we think about this one
2: yeah i'm i'm good with it like like i said earlier this is going to be at least the cost on draft day you can always move back every oh. time you're you know you're able to do that so 112 and 106 to move up to 103 104 and super flex again you're going to hold like you're going to hold the cards and so you may not like Stroud or Young but you still have the ability to pick one of them that's why I would go for 103 um and then you can get another quarterback you can always use that pick to get to trade for a veteran quarterback if you don't want one of those guys
1: i think i'm fine paying that for the 103 like assuming you want Young or Stroud 104 i don't like that because i feel yeah. like it's going from JSN or Addison who I think is really a good wide receiver as well to Gibbs where Agreed. I don't think you need to pay a first to go from JSN or Addison to Gibbs that's just it doesn't make sense when we're not talking about the positional value of quarterback um so I'm definitely I don't think making that move for the 104 103 I get it but I still feel like you can probably get something back with the 103 if you push a little harder right now because like Like Tyler said, those QBs, we don't exactly have landing spots yet. The hype could go higher. It's not as high as it could be. Uh, So I think if you're going from 106 to 103 and you're giving the 112, be pushing to get like a late two or like a future two or something like that back if you can.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just pulled up the DLF uh, trade analyzer, and it does uh, prefer the package even over the 103. Um, And I agree with that. It just,
3: yeah, it definitely seems like, especially, like you said, going from the 106 to the 104 at the expense of another first, that just seems a little steep. And even moving up the three spots from the 106 to the 103, unless you're very, very set on needing a quarterback and you really believe in, you know, one of the guys that are going to be there, then, you know, I understand your, your QB position might be weak, whatever. But it does seem like a little bit too much only to move up two spots or three. Maybe three, um, but it's. I, I mean, I, I do think as we get near to the draft, like you, like you're saying, it's that the, those values kind of get inflated. More names are attached to the actual picks, and so you never know what you might be able to get out of having the one hundred three or one hundred four down the road. Yeah. But it's tough.
1: And I think especially when we're talking about if you are going up to one hundred three, like, and that's the price. Like, all right. Y- and you want a quarterback assuming, well, we can go check in on these other quarterbacks like Kyler. We can see who the Deshaun Watson, or we can offer just one Oh six for Kyler. See what kind of counter we get there. Oh, that would be one. Just 106, Obviously, we obviously probably going to yeah. be counter asking for a little more, but there's like a range of panic on Kyler right now. Talk about Deshaun Watson as well. Like you can at least put out some feelers before saying, all right, I'm just going to pay this right now today for, Smart. to go up to one Oh three for a QB. You don't have to rush that move immediately.
0: Yeah, no, that's right. a very good point. So there's the link to my article, um, if anyone wants to check that out. Uh, got offered Dalvin Cook for 109. Um, okay, so Dalvin Cook is just—I don't want Dalvin Cook at all. 209, like, maybe.
1: That's—I I would take him for two. <laughs> yeah, but. I would- yeah, but no first. He's not worth any first. No, I don't any, think so. any year. Uh,
0: Galvin Cook also is one of those players where the gap between the buying price and the selling price for me is is huge. Like I don't. He's, yeah, he's like a hold. Yeah, now even in a one QB, which, like yeah. I don't think I would pay more than the two hundred three or two hundred four. But
2: you know, to sell, it's tough.
0: It's yeah,
2: tough. I, I'm not doing it. I mean, at this point. You can wait, and on draft day, if you really want to make that decision, you can. But God forbid you go and do this, and something happens where Dalvin Cook gets injured or or something happens. Um, like players can get hurt, suspended, all that stuff. And we're gonna talk about something later on about that. But 109 can't. And so just hold tight. The prices, but like I'm still not. At the end of the day, I'm not taking 109 for. I'm not gonna take Dalvin Cook for 109. Unless Dalvin Cook's coming with something plus, like it's just 109's more valuable, and you're probably going to get a decent running back looking at the class at that at that cost that's much younger.
1: And the thing with picks, too, if you're gonna sell like a resale, we talk about Dalvin Cook. Your market is only Dalvin Cook buyers. When you're going to sell 109 when it's on the rookie clock. You're opening up the market for any number of players. You're looking at buyers of maybe Will Levis, buyers of uh, these running backs, Tank Bigsby, Sean Tucker, uh, these Josh Downs, uh, Zay Fox, everyone. All of these different markets for different players, where now you have so much more potential to find like a good value deal. Where you stuck with Dalvin Cook, uh, you got maybe one or two people in your league who even want to make an offer, and it's probably a low ball offer. So you just have so much more flexibility with the
0: rookie back Dalvin cook also kind of looked not so good down the stretch. I mean, the Vikings could cut him. They'd have to do it early. There's a guarantee that vests on March 17th. So they'd have to do it. They'd have to make that decision very early. I doubt it. I I doubt it. I really don't see that being the case. Uh, I think that they feel they wouldn't, they'd only save about 8 million by cutting him. I don't know. If they feel like he's like totally washed up i mean they certainly gave him plenty of work uh they didn't like lose faith
2: in him they could restructure the deal but yeah zeke dalvin cook and aaron jones all have opt-outs this year and so all those players could be on the bubble
0: yeah dalvin cook's contract is i don't know if they would want to restructure it to be honest like i think their best move is just make 2023 his like swan song, and then they just cut him, and they have almost no dead cap after that. Like, I, like Dalvin Cook is far better than Zeke now. Oh yeah, like Zeke looks totally cooked, like completely cooked. Whereas like Dalvin Cook was not Dalvin Cook of old, but he was he was fine, he was serviceable as a. I, I'd be comfortable as an NFL team if you're telling me Dalvin Cook is going to be my starting running back next year. I'd be completely comfortable with that. Like that's not something that I feel like. Is a problem, whereas Ezekiel Elliott, being my starting running back, I actually feel like is a problem. I feel like as an NFL team, that wouldn't work for me. One hundred percent. Plus, also the Cowboys are far more buried under Zeke's contract. Dalvin's contract's not quite as big. All right, let's see. So we
3: got one eleven Hodgins and Knox for Shad White and Deontay in standard. And standard PPR okay
0: I love this this is something I always hated during start it just spare this'll <laughs> I'll give you guys the rant for a second <laughs> apparently now we have something called standard PPR <laughs> is it standard or is it PPR apparently now PPR is standard so I hear standard PPR
1: like I think it I would guess is because there's a lot of premiums no it's so PPR it, I just like well I'm saying he's saying there's no premium. It's no, just, I know. I know what he's saying. PPR. I just find
0: it <laughs> hilarious that like we used to have standard or PPR, and nowadays, no one ever plays standard, so I hear standard PPR because PPR is the standard.
3: Mm-hmm. But I just,
0: it's something that's like, as someone who's... Even though I haven't created content for that long, I've played fantasy football for a long time. Like, when I started playing fantasy football it was like 2009, standard was the standard. Um, and nowadays, I feel like PPR is the standard. But... I just, it's just something I always find funny. And, you know, this show is very long and we have time for some diversions. Uh, but for the value of this one, I don't know.
3: So they have the four firsts and a few seconds, and they'd be looking to get rid of the, that, the latest first, 111. This, uh, uh, it
0: doesn't say anything about the format. Nothing about format would help. Um, just going to assume Superflex. Probably is, yeah. And since there was nothing mentioned about tight end premium, probably isn't.
1: This one's tricky for me because if you just talk about pure value, you add up Rashad White and Deontay, like it's probably more value than the one eleven and then like throwings and Hodgins and Knox. But if I have the one eleven and I'm like looking to sell it, I'm sending out better offers than that. Or like I'm just that's not the first offer I want to take is Rashad White and and I like Rashad White. Deontay feel like a good buy low, but like, I would be trying to use those few seconds to be getting uh, those guys. Sure, but Deontay's a good buy low. Not and at the one eleven. Not at the cost of the one eleven. Like, no, but I, I'm, I'm very a worried mid, to, about Deontay. Mid to late second price.
0: I'm
1: fine. Number. The number, the a, a number, a number of times
0: second. I've heard that Jordan Addison will be going to the Steelers. It's, so now it's like so many times, and if that happens, <laughs> then Deontay is just dead in the water. Like it's already not working. It's already not working. It, it's already doesn't work in this offense with Kenny Pickett. It's already there's too many people for Deontay to survive. He's too inefficient, you know, no big plays, no touchdowns, nothing. He's not even survive. then at the
1: cost of a late second, what are you really? You're still getting a guy who you can plug in as a flex and get ten points. Like oh, sure, it's but not the, end pay, of the
0: world. I would never pay the one eleven for Deontay or anywhere near no, it. No. Um but it's just Deontay's someone to me. While he, the reason I don't want to say he's a buy low is because I don't see any real potential that what's going to happen between now and the start of the season to raise Deontay Johnson's value. Nothing. All of the other pieces are like locked in. He's stuck with Kenny Pickett as his quarterback, stuck who's okay, just yeah. okay at best. George Pickens is going nowhere. Pat Frymuth is going nowhere. Najee Harris is not going anywhere. So only bad things can happen. Nothing good. And only bad things can happen to Deontay Johnson between now and the start of the season. So I tend to avoid players like that
1: I feel are in that situation as pilos. Um definitely there's, would wait to make that deal. I agree. Rashad White, like his value could go up if Fournette is cut. But like I feel like like well, you
0: said, Fournette, they owe him a lot of money. Yeah.
3: It's also it's also one of those things where they say, My only notable RB being Algier, first of all, that's not really a notable that's RB. not so good that, yeah so this trade doesn't make me feel that much better about my rb position if i were to make it and so since we're already like and eh, like i get the values there but like for the 111 feel like we could do a little better it's like if we're gonna be there then i, I don't think this is really worth making like so that you can have rashad white and Algier be your only rbs like mm, <laughs> it's like that still doesn't sound awesome to me you know at, at the expense of the 111
1: Agreed.
0: So I will say though that Leonard Fournette is another one of those players who has some vesting guaranteed money with him. It's March nineteenth. So they're not going to let that money vest if he's not going to be there. So he's either on March nineteenth, you're going to know if they're going to cut Leonard Fournette or not. I would lean they only save 3.4 million if they do. Uh 5 million dead. I would lean that they don't but hard, it's really hard to say. I think if they saved more, they would. Well, Kyle Trask needs someone to check down too, right? Derek Carr <laughs> Derek Carr is going to be their quarterback. Derek Carr is going to be their quarterback. I'm, I'm fairly confident, actually. I, I mean, I don't see...
1: I'm fairly confident it won't be Trask. No, no. No, I, I honestly think
0: Derek Carr, and that's one of the things in the news that we had to talk about. He... You know that trade situation is not really moving very quickly. I mean, it is, but then it isn't. Like it's. Well, does anyone have any thoughts on that, Derek Carr? Yeah. Well, I mean, we know that yeah. on February fifteenth, for he has forty million in vested guarantees, so something is going to happen between now and February fifteenth. It's not that far away.
2: Yeah, no, I I think something's definitely going to happen. The way they're openly talking about it, I mean, Devontae Adams at the Pro Bowl yesterday, they asked him, are you recruiting Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. He said, yeah, that's my guy, (laughs) which was interesting because he said, yeah, that's my guy. Um, But they're openly talking about it. Derek Carr is making jokes at the Pro Bowl. They said, man, you were really on a heater. And he said, yeah. Oh, I saw that, yeah. Apparently, uh, have you ever been on a heater like that in Las Vegas? He said, apparently not. That's why I'm going to another team. So. They're so openly talking about it, I think they're gonna and the Raiders have they they've the leverage is kind of not there because of the situation he has a no trade clause they get like you said thirty two and a half million guaranteed this year seven and a half million guaranteed next year on that date they they gotta make it work somewhere, and I like he's your gonna get Tampa. released yeah, and he, he's gonna get released they're, they're going to trade or release him at this point well,
0: if I were Derek Carr. If I were Derek Carr, maybe Derek Carr is a nicer person than I am. actually, not me. <laughs> Derek Carr is one hundred percent a nicer person than I am. If I were Derek Carr, I would be like, well, uh, I'm not going to waive my no trade clause. Um, on February fifteenth, I'll gladly collect my forty million guaranteed, and then this can be your problem. or you can cut me by that date, and then I'm gonna get in free agency, I'm going to get a big contract when it's free agency and I can negotiate without having to worry about, you know, being under contract already. I'm going to be able to get 70, 80 million guaranteed because I'm going to have, be able to pit multiple teams against each other. I mean, the saints, we know are interested. We know that we know the bucks interested the entire NFC South, the Jets, interested. the Panthers <laughs> could be, inter- I, I, yeah, we know the Jets are interested. We know for sure the Panthers possibility. You know, there's a, there's a quite a few teams that he could pit against each other. So I would just tell the Raiders, I mean, you didn't want me, so my why would I help you? I'm not going to help you. But he doesn't seem to want to do that. He's, you know, he should make a business decision for himself. But it's all yeah. going to be worked out very soon. And he's going to have an advantage because if he's cut, he's going to be a free agent before the free agency period. Yep. Yeah. So he's going to be able to sign with a new team as of February 16th. And you know, there are going to be many teams that are interested, and whoever he signs with is going to get kind of have a jump on free agency. He signs with the Bucs or the Jets, then they'll be able to conduct their free agency already knowing they have Derek Carr. So I think it'll yeah. be that'll be very interesting storyline to watch. Um, yeah, we'll have to see. You know, I'm excited for it though. It's we need the domino that one, the Aaron Rodgers domino. I think they're all going to play out very soon. Yeah, no, and then we have. A question. Oh, I think we just pulled it
3: up at the same time. But we have a question kind of regarding carr, but more about Pittman's value. Um, so Gavin wants to know are you guys leaning towards any particular situation for Pittman next season? Do you think he gets traded? Do you think they get carr or garoppolo? Are they gonna draft a quarterback? Obviously, Tyler mentioned earlier they're they're interested in a certain Will Levis. Um (laughs) I don't think that's good for Michael Pittman. Um, but I mean it, we still have really no idea what's going to shake up. They, they seem to like their Band-Aid, Band-Aid quarterback that they get rid of after a year and does, you know, slightly less than mediocre. <laughs> like, um, But, and then I guess kind of leading into that is either way, is Pittman a hold or, I don't know, what do we think?
1: I would lean against him. I would say the least likely is him getting traded just because I think if they're going to make a move up for lettuce, Le- Levis, lettuce, I call him. <laughs> uh, if they're going to make a move up for lettuce and tomato, I, I don't think trading their number one wide receiver makes a whole lot of sense doing that. I just feel like they're going to look for other ways to keep Pittman if they're going to go up for Will Levis. Um, I'm not sure whether they're going to end up with a rookie QB or a free agent. It seems like the reading the tea leaves that or the rookie is more likely. Um, but I feel like he's been devalued at this point uh, for a guy who still had 99 receptions last year. Like I would say, he's probably a hold. I'm not looking to sell him. I don't think there's much of a market. People are not like aggressively buying Michael Pittman right now. Um, so I would probably just hold him.
2: Yeah, if you have they're, him on they're the roster. they're not doing
1: band aids
0: anymore
2: yeah, yeah I agree so. <laughs> I agree completely they they've tr- they've tried that three times now and it's not worked three times in a row I'm surprised the GM is still there because of that situation oh you but... missed my rant <laughs> about
0: failure ballard you missed it it was over six minutes long well <laughs> well, yeah, well no I, I, there were so many receipts that we had I mean so, uh, so many things that he did wrong
2: and yet he still is employed. Yeah, and and he also in the press conference said he will do everything he can, move heaven and earth to go get a quarterback if they think there's a difference maker. And if you're the Bears, I mean, one, the Colts would love to get ahead of the Texans and take their pick of the litter, at quarterback, whoever it is. If it's Stroud, if it's young, even if it's Will Levis. They're going to want to pick over the Texans who have the number two pick. But if you're the Bears and you're looking at the Raiders and, and Panthers and the Falcons and other teams that might be positioning to move up, you only move back to pick four, you can still get probably a top two player if the top you know quarterback go one and two. The Colts are in a nice spot for the Bears to, to do a trade, and they have to draft one. You cannot do this band-aid approach and bring in Phillip Rivers and Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz. Just It's been awful.
3: And I think, I mean, like like you said, David, it's like, if, if they're going to bring in a young guy that it would make very little sense to get rid of the guy that's somehow been, you know, getting thousand yards, 99 catches, like you said, with the yeah, ridiculous quarterback, he has been getting thrown to. So And the
2: rookie salary. I mean, Pittman is going mean, to trade Pittman for a second round pick and get a guy that might be as good as Pittman. Like, no, he's not getting paid a lot of money. He's a second, you know, he's got two more years on his contract. It's like, Going on, rant, going on rants, what did the Bears do when they traded for Chase Claypool with one year left on his contract and gave pick 32? Ridiculous. Like That would be the opposite of this. Like I think keeping, that, keeping Pittman makes the most sense not getting Garoppolo. I mean, you know what I said
0: about the Bears. They oh, yeah. uh, had an incompetent Ryan and an incompetent Matt as GM and head coach, and they just replaced them with another incompetent Ryan and an incompetent Matt. So not much has really changed. I thought that was one of my best speeches of all time <laughs> when I did it. That was one of my best, other than the Brandon Staley evisceration. That was
2: we call it, we call it the Matt Ryan speech.
0: Well, I have so many. I mean, at this point, there's so many speeches that I've given. That's
2: why you need titles. <laughs>
0: well, you know, when I'm running for office, we can clip those as part of my <laughs> campaign poster.
3: All right, next. So. Moving on, we got 10 team start 10 super flex Devontae Smith for a 24 first while in the middle of a rebuild. And they, they clarified that they're actually receiving Smith. I I, I thought also they want were think
0: I want to thank the chat for having so many wide receiver questions based on the show title, but go ahead.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. So they would be receiving Smith for a 24 first, and they already have four or three 24 firsts as along with four 23 firsts.
1: I, it depends if it's your 2024 first, because if you're in the middle of a rebuild, how high are we talking about this pick in Atlanta? I mean, Devontae mm-hmm. Smith's a great player, but when we talk about the 2024 draft, there's going to be some good quarterbacks uh, occupying like the top two spots, probably Williams and May, and then like there's probably going to be two or three position players who are going to be, if they're running backs, probably valued ahead of Smith. Uh, so, I mean. If that pick's got any chance landing top two and rebuild you're not sending it for davante De- De- smith and superflex
2: yeah the first move you uh, you always make in a rebuild is acquire your pick or make sure you make sure you have all your picks then you don't go into rebuild and then try to get your pick um in this you said it perfectly it all depends on where the picks are if this if this team is also rebuilding then i'd rather the pick you know if you're getting you know, I'm getting Tyler's, he's rebuilding and I'm getting his, you know, I'm, I'm giving, uh, I'm getting Devonta Smith for his first back. No, like I'm not giving Tyler's first back for Devonta Smith.
1: Well, I always want my first back. <laughs> Especially we're talking about like if you are in the middle of a rebuild, you go and trade first for Devonta Smith that's projected to land high in the 24 draft. Now you're also adding points to your starting lineup and potentially, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? jeopardizing your own draft spot going into the next year when you could have had one of those top two picks, he could not get into the, the third pick. Um, so I think there's a lot of layers to that question. Um, but if it's your own pick or one that's projected high in another, we need to be careful with that.
0: I, I think it's the kind of thing where, like, we see that Devonta Smith is great. But in any year in a super flex draft, there are going to be three or four players that are better. There just are. Devonta Smith is never going to be a top five dynasty wide receiver, so uh, never. So I wouldn't say never. Devonta Smith, I don't, I literally think it's not. Possible. I wouldn't say never.
1: Devonta, Stephon Diggs is it was, uh, was he top five? He I don't think he really didn't. quite got there because he did. I'm right. was was thinking about his age. I definitely like, never later. ranked him there, but also Stephon Diggs to me is different from Devonta Smith. <sighs> I think there's similar players, similar types of players where I could see Smith having, like, if he breaks free of Philadelphia, having, like, a really good. I think he's got the talent if he landed in the right situation.
0: I wish, I wish Devonta Smith were, like, a little bigger.
1: <laughs> I'm not really concerned with that. He's tall enough. He's skinny. I'm not, I don't care about skinny. He's tall enough. He's big enough for me.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think, like you said, it's it's where that pick is going to be, and right now it's still kind of too too unclear. Um, but if you if you know if you know for a fact you're you're giving away a pick of let's say a top contender, are we in for it? You're you're presuming it's a oh, bottom yeah, three pick, definitely. right?
2: Yeah. Um, that's an easy. Well, let me easy, ask you yeah. this:
0: Could but it's so are fast. there any receivers in this year's draft that you would take over Devonta Smith? I'd say no, right? No. For me, it's no. I don't know. You guys I can
1: know. understand some of you arguing Jackson Smith, but I mean, just I would just take the safe thing in Devontae Smith there. He would have Smith would have to get drafted pretty highly. I mean, if Smith, Jackson Smith and Jim got drafted in the top 15 picks. All right, now I'm thinking about it. Like, all right, we'll see. But right now, today, no. What team I mean, are you a fan of, David? Baltimore. I'm a Ravens fan. Oh, okay. From New England. Well, so Baltimore if, oh. fan in Patriots territory. So, so. if Jackson oh, no. Smith and Jiggo
0: went to Baltimore, would you be happy?
1: I would be happy because I think he would drop more in rookie drafts than I would drop him in my rankings. So I would think I would be getting a lot of them. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> I would be happy. And as a Ravens fan, I would be happy. For my Rashad Bateman shares, not as much, but I think he's pretty devalued. Are, are you still is, a
0: Rashad so. Bateman truther?
1: I would say yes. Um, Yeah. I I think I'm a believer in Rashad Bateman. Yes.
0: I, uh, he's definitely on my list of players. I hate the most.
2: (laughs) Well, I, I think it's interesting what you guys just talked about, because if you do a startup and you put the draft picks in the startup, it takes a little bit of the value from the draft picks in the sense of you see, you see them next to these players and like Devonta Smith, if we're taking him over every receiver, in your one quarterback leagues you're you're essentially taking him over the the 3 the 103 104 and i don't think any of us put Devonta smith worth the 103 104 but if you put the players names to it then we just having well, discussion and well that's uh, that's a great point so this is why
0: <laughs> you you very much helped me here uh, promoting something um, i have And this is the most helpful thing I think I have on my Patreon at the moment, uh, because it's certainly better than my actual rookie ranks. I have a pick value chart. So I just like I have it so that every player uh, right on the there's a column right to the right where you can see their uh, pick value compared to that player. So. Devonta Smith in a one QB comes in uh, between the one Oh two and the one Oh three and then the super flex between one Oh four and one Oh five.
1: So there you go. I think that's a good point too, especially like a lot of trades. Like if you remove the player names and just say, all right, what is this in startup picks? Sometimes it just completely shifts the perspective of deal, especially like a two for one. Like say you're trading one QB for another QB and a wide receiver. And you're like, all right, well, I don't know. And then you look at a starter picks, you're like, well, I'm only moving back a few picks in the first and picking up like a fourth round starter pick, you know, and sometimes it starts to make more sense. So I think when you mm-hmm. do remove the names and just kind of go back to value, it's a good check and balance to kind of uh, evaluate trades.
2: Yeah. Make sure you guys are mock drafting people. Don't go into your $100 startups or $50 startups and start just blindly picking players um, you know, my $150 startups,
0: startups. Do you, do you know some, yeah, some of the levels of startups thousand, that people ask me for $1, help $1, in?
2: startups? I mean, anyway. yeah,
0: even I get a little bit stressed when someone's like, okay, I'm doing this thousand dollar startup. I'm going to trust you with everyone. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> you with everyone
2: I'm <laughs> yeah, no, I, we had Doug Orth on the show. He doesn't okay. do anything less than a thousand dollar startup, but well, I anyway. don't, I don't do that.
0: <laughs> but if someone's even, willing to, to give me the money, which by the way has happened for me many times, um, Please, yeah. I'm very open to this business arrangement, but no, I myself, I would never. I play fantasy football for like actually playing fantasy football. Like I play for fun. Like I don't, I don't play. Yeah. and, and to
2: make money. But the, yeah, the the point is, that mock drafts are free. You can mess it up for free. Twenty bucks, ten bucks, whatever. Even if it's a free league, you don't want to go in there and just start trying to build a house without well,
3: a
0: blueprint. I also suggest making your own rankings, even if you don't create content, yeah. like make your own rankings. Like you can start with, if you're, you know, newer to, to all this, you can start with someone else's and then move the players around. I mean, if that's always a good starting point, you feel free to start with mine. I don't care. Start with mine. And then if you, you know, you disagree, you can move some of the players around, whatever you want to do. Um, I, I don't have a problem with that, uh, but you should make your own rankings.
1: I agree. hundred percent. you. 100%. Absolutely. I offer rankings as well, and it's still, I would suggest to everyone, don't even just use my, like, you need to have your own, so that way you have an idea of what you want to do. Um, you can have an idea of what players you think will be available at certain picks. So. I mean, I'm it's fine imp- with people using mine. But what what I would I, recommend to at least target the players you want. Have a, a cheat sheet, something. What I don't yourself.
0: suggest is going in with nothing. Mm-hmm. Use mine, that's fine. Like, if you just draft off my rankings, totally fine with that. But don't go into a startup draft with no rankings and just kind of do it off the top of your head. Like, that is a recipe for disaster. Like, go in with something. Whether it's your own sheet, my rankings, David's, whoever's you want to go with, go in with something. Like, don't don't go in empty-handed.
1: Because at the end of the day,
0: like, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Like, we all know that. And those who prepare more for their startup drafts are going to do better. That's just how it is. That's how it isn't with anything, not just Dynasty. Um, So, you know, same principles apply to this as anything else. Expectations for Ridley. Interesting. Uh,
1: What are your expectations for Ridley? I just dropped a case for Calvin Ridley today. Are you a
0: Ridley truther?
1: Currently pinned to my Twitter profile. I am basically all the way in on Calvin Ridley. I am expecting... At the worst, a wide receiver to finish. And I believe he does have legitimate top five upside. Oh,
0: man. Okay. We couldn't disagree more. (laughs) We're talking about
1: a guy who, at essentially every point in his career, has just been uh, one of the top prospects, uh, one of the top producers uh, at that level. He was the number one wide receiver recruit in his class. He put up over a thousand yards as a true freshman at Alabama. After three years, he declared early. He was a first round NFL draft pick. In his rookie season, he put up 60 receptions, over 800 yards, 10 touchdowns as a rookie. Uh, in 13 games, he paced for over uh, 75 receptions, 1,000 yards in his second season. He put up over 1,300 yards, 90 receptions in his third season. So we're talking about all the way through high school, college, through the NFL. This guy is stud top five receiver. The only wide receivers who had, or players who had more receiving yards than him that year were Kelsey, Jefferson, uh, Diggs, Devontae, and uh, I think I think that's it. Maybe one more player. It's off the top of my head. No, And I... then everything went off the, the tracks. We had yeah. the mental health issues. But still, even that year, he had over 50 targets in five games. He's pacing for 160 targets. That would have placed fifth in the NFL that year. And then we thought he was going to get traded in 2022. Before that could happen, uh, he gets suspended for the whole year. Now he's coming back. Uh, There are concerns about uh, the layoff. But, again, he didn't have an injury. This is a guy who's been healthy, who's just coming off with basically rest. Uh, He's had plenty of time to stay in shape. He's got all sorts of extra motivation, one to restore his reputation. He's playing now with the best quarterback play, best offensive system he's ever been in. Atlanta had a losing record all four years that he was there. Now he gets Trevor Lawrence, who just had – 4,100 passing yards, 66% completion, 25 to 8 touchdown interception ratio. We saw what he did in the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence is great. We're talking about the system as well. They were ninth in passing attempts. You look at Christian Kirk, never a 1,000-yard receiver. He put up 80 receptions and 1,100 yards this year. Evan Ingram over 70 receptions and 750 yards for the first time in his career. Zay Jones never topped 56 receptions, 652 yards. He put up 82 receptions for like 800 yards and five touchdowns this year. We're talking about lower level players elevated by this system, by the quarterback, by the staff around him. Now we talk about plugging in a player like Calvin Ridley. We like the the upside here is Josh Allen to Stefan Diggs. Trevor Lawrence to Calvin Ridley, that's what the upside here, if he shows up healthy, motivated in 2023, and he clicks with this system. I, it might be a little bit lower, the medium-range outcomes, because, again, Christian Kirk's better than Gabriel Davis. everything a lot says he's better. Better, better than Dawson Knox. So I would say his medium-range is not going to be top five. He's not going to be drafted as top five. But in Dynasty, he's a wide receiver, 32 right now. You're getting him I have multiple, multiple rounds. Uh, after these other stud wide receivers who are old, he's only 28. People are just saying, oh, he's 29, 30. He's 28. He'll be 28 for the entire season. Uh, You can get him as your fourth, maybe even fifth wide receiver in the seventh, eighth round of a startup. I am taking that all day. I am targeting him all day at that price point.
0: I'm just good. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm good on him. Never. I think I've learned my lesson. Like, I've just learned my lesson on these – players who miss significant periods of time for off-field issues. I think the, the Deshaun Watson situation is in the back of my head.
1: Um, Deshaun Watson, number one, was a quarterback. Number two, he was suspended the whole regular season, and he was thrown in the week he came back when he wasn't allowed to practice with the team The other season. thing, and That's a totally different comparison than no a wide receiver who gets to play a whole offseason with his new quarterback.
0: If Calvin Ridley had looked good at all in 2021, I'd yeah. be more in. He, was but up he looked like for straight crap.
1: No, no, no. I, I understand
0: the targets were there, but he—if you watched the Calvin Ridley 2021 film—he was horrible. He was actively horrible. I mean, he was terrible. I mean, his all of the efficiency numbers went to complete crap. I'm not so going to blame it all. On, so did
1: the whole team. The whole team was terrible.
0: Not to—he basically went from one of the you know very highly efficient receiver to just complete disaster. I mean, Again, was, that's a
1: five-game sample of like... I'm
0: aware of that, but we have a five-game sample. Then he did, missed the rest of the year and then missed all of 2022. If he were 25, I would be more on your side, but he's not. He's 28. It's This is just the kind of player where I'm just like, I'm good. I'll let someone else draft him. Uh, the value upside in Dynasty for me just isn't there. Uh, and I'm I'm just good. I don't want it. I won't draft I, I just don't... I, these are the kind of players... I never like these kind of players. Players who miss long periods of time. Or, like... I think I've learned my lesson. Like, I've, I've tried to be in on the bounce back too much. And I've been burned by being in on it. More than I've been burned by just passing. Because there's a lot of... There's a lot of players where I feel like I should have just... Talked myself back into it. Like, Cam Akers is another one. Um, <laughs> There are... Just players who I just, I feel like, and I'm trying to learn that lesson with Javante Williams this time um, and not being in on him so I don't make the same mistake. Um, Deshaun Watson, I feel like I was even too in on. Like, I was, even though I didn't like him as a person. I feel like I still thought he would come in and be good, and he wasn't. Um, So I just feel that it's just not going to be for me. It's just not going to be for me. I'll let someone else draft him. Uh, like I said, if he were 24 or 25, I feel like the upside's value upside's there. But even if he hits, I I'm never gonna trust him long term. So I'd have to try to sell him. And because he's older, the value's not gonna be there. So I just can't. Not at his current price. I mean, what did you say is I haven't met wide receiver forty two. So I, I'm pretty out.
3: I haven't met exactly what you said. I don't know where you got thirty two. If- yeah, that was, I think that's, that's his exact...
1: KT, KTC right
3: now. Okay, there's a couple that's... other
1: sites too you can check, like Fantasy. County yeah, as well. I
3: mean, I, I'm assuming he's probably somewhere in that late 20, early 30 range, um, but I, I mean, I think I think I'm basically falling right in the middle. Where I mean, I see the upside, and when when he's been there, like he's been good. Obviously, the last time we saw him in that five game stretch. He didn't look great, but I think we can kind of attribute that to, you know, he was having mental health issues and a lot of other things just kind of didn't really go well in that sense. But I, it's just I also don't think he's he should be just like an afterthought and like, he's not going to make a big difference in that offense. Like, I I don't know if at this point when he goes in, like if we can for sure say he'll be the number one option or, you know, be the one B even with Kirk or anything like that. But like he, he's been an elite player, like you said, and started from a very young age. And it's just like, it's hard not to be more in on it. Just with what we saw from Trevor Lawrence this year, obviously just his, ascension um and his ability to you know have three fantasy relevant receivers in that offense you know we we, say jones came out of nowhere and evan ingram just absolute you know monster end of the year and so i do think there's room for at least two three like viable fantasy weapons in that offense but it's it's tough to to make that case of of top five but I, I do think if he's you know if he's around this range come closer to the season whatnot like I do think I'll be taking some shots because I do I think the upside definitely outweighs you know okay fine if he's only a wide receiver three all right I paid you know wide receiver three praise for him and but the upside is there I do think for for that wide receiver one type you know explosion so it's tough I think I'm
2: kind of in the middle. <laughs> Dave, what about now? you, Dave? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got, you know, but all sides of the coin right here. And so if you have Trevor Lawrence in your top five or six quarterbacks and you don't have any of his receivers in the top 30, then that that's the question is like someone's going to do something. I don't think you're going to see it evenly spread out. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered. First, Ridley still needs to be reinstated. He has not been reinstated yet. We need to make sure he's going to be reinstated. If they do think he's going to be, or they wouldn't have made the trade. Ingram, if he doesn't sign back, that opens up a whole lot of targets, a whole lot of production. If he does sign back, then that lowers the upside of Ridley. Zay Jones is very cuttable. I don't think they cut him, but if Zay Jones were to get cut, um, the contract, the contract up right now, they, they could save quite a bit by, by moving on from him, but they could also, you know, rekeep, you know, keep him for one more year. Um, so if all those guys are back, I think it, the upside for a top five finish is not there. But I'm not. I mean, you think you're buying a wide receiver three and you're getting, you know, wide receiver two, um, high-end wide receiver two upside.
0: They also definitely can't cut, say, Jones. His contract's underwater. So I don't know.
2: What do you mean? I don't know underwater.
0: about that. As in, the dead cap's more than the cap hit. So he's going to be there. Uh, for, Yeah. No, it's uh, 10.5 uh, cap hit and 10.6 dead. So, no, he's definitely going to be there. Oh, yeah. Potential but, out is 2024. Yeah. And I, I would assume they would take it. But I, I think that there were some people like linking the Jaguars to a wide receiver in the draft. I don't know if that's really going to be the case. I do think they re signed Evan Ingram, though. I, I would be stunned if they let. Evan Ingram, away, get away! All right, here I'll I'll pull up this. Okay. Uh, I appreciate the super chat. Um, and I don't I don't really know. Honestly, I don't really know what to say
2: about this. I mean, it's true. You know,
0: I've definitely yeah. Like
2: they they have to be managed. Um, you know, mental health is disease. And so depression, those kind of things, uh, I am a mental health professional and it's, it's what oh, I do. I mean, they, they have to be managed exactly what he's saying. You know, depression doesn't just go away. You can't just take a pill and it's gone or go to a couple therapy sessions and it's gone. So yeah, like they, it's something that Ridley is going to have to deal with. Um, you know, it can definitely be managed and it's something that, you know, he can control, but yeah, those things are still there. And if it's not properly managed, it, it can spike up. We've seen that with other players with other issues and things like that. Yeah, I don't I don't have too much to add to
0: that. Um
1: and we yeah. I mean, you know we'll, we'll have it, to see.
0: You know, we'll have to like, see really when he comes back, like how you know how it goes. Um I think it's there, it's just like an added
3: added layer of just Uncertainty, you know. Obviously, we hope we hope he's you know doing better and he's ready to come back to the football field and you know be elite like he was back a couple years ago. But it's not certain in any way that he's going to be the same. He's going to be in the same headspace, things like that. Which you know, obviously, sucks that we have to like put that into perspective in terms of the value and fantasy. But that is you know just an added little thing that um, just. Kind of gotta consider. But we'll uh we'll move on to another, I think, wide receiver that's been talked about a lot. Is so are you selling Iuk with Lance likely to start? Did he reach a ceiling while being efficient, or is there more to come?
1: What can you sell Brandon Ayuk for right now? <laughs> like I don't see a profitable way to sell him. Let's see, where do we- I see profitable ways to buy him like I think they're in that range like he's at least now he's got these situational concerns but there are plenty of other wide receivers in that range who also have uh, situational concerns like George Pickens Terry McLaurin like uh, Traylon Burks even like if we can trade a different wide receiver with situational concerns for Ayuk and plus like I, I, would buy that, but I don't see who you're. Who are you selling Ayuk for? Plus, like maybe Rashad Bateman plus. But for me, I just don't see many avenues out of you know, profit because I think he's a good player in a bad situation. Ayuk.
2: Here, here's an example of what I was talking about before about putting the the picks in the draft, like putting the rookie players in this mock draft. Ayuk should never have gone where he went. But he went ahead of Addison and Quentin Johnston in this draft. He went seven one and it is a super flex. So
1: that's I don't have a- an issue with seven-one. I think that's more of people devaluing rookie picks early in uh early offseason startups. Um, mm-hmm. which I can understand saying those rookie picks should have gone higher. But seven, well, I'm fine paying the seven oh one for Brandon Ayukin startup.
2: Yeah, and then you said uh, Bateman, who happened to be his next pick at eight twelve. So you're getting a full round discount on on Bateman. So you know what is that pick wise? Is that a, a Bateman plus a mid second? You know that kind of. Well, thing? I think you can say
1: that with any wide receiver and Bateman like I guess that's just me. Like, oh, so <laughs> may, maybe for Bateman plus a two, but like
2: well, Calvin Ridley, say, Calvin Ridley went in right in the middle of that. I would sell
1: so, IU for Ridley plus. Like, yeah, I can so get Calvin Ridley in two.
2: Calvin Ridley yeah. went 7 8. That's interesting right there. And Iuke went 7-1. If
1: I could get Ridley and a 20, 24, 20, 2, even like I'd probably take Ridley in the two.
3: Yeah. I mean, it does it it, it doesn't seem like uh, we already have the problem where that offense, they have McCaffrey, they have Kittle, they have Debo, they have they just have three, four elite, elite mouths to feed in that just even passing attack, which they they can't really do even with a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy. And now you're going to add Trey Lance into that mix and expect him to do anything near that. It just doesn't seem possible. And so I, I do think, you know, kind of looking at, at even my own ranks, I feel like the... 49ers might might have to take a little bit more of a, a bump down than than I already have. But I think that's just also has to do with some of the mysterious, mysterious nature of that position right now, where, you know, obviously we kind of expect Trey Lance now probably to be the front runner for that starting job, but you kind of don't really know at this moment with all that's happened. Um, but I, I like, that specific trade you brought up, I actually really like that one to see if you can, you can buy Ridley plus for IUC. I think that's intriguing. And that's like, you're not really fault. Like you're not really going a, a tier down. Like I have those two in the same tier in my rankings. and And like, obviously one's a little bit higher and one's a little lower in the tier, but you're not even leaving the tier. And if you could get, a second kind of in that i think that's worth the shot because i mean at the end of the day even if we're just looking at player and player i i do think ridley has more upside and like a uh, more expect or more likelihood that he could finish as a top you know five top 10 receiver like you were saying rather than ayuk who just has just too many weapons in a an offense that is not going to be throwing the ball that much Barring any crazy, you know, someone going there that we didn't really expect. I, I
1: do want to be like hesitant of like locking him into because one thing I'm just cautious of is like locking players into bad situations, now, especially young players like Brandon. And I, I don't even know if he's 25 yet. Uh, he, this will be his fourth season next year. So I believe that's his last season contract with an option. They can exercise he was a first round pick. So I believe they can exercise a fifth year option. Um, But after that, like, he could be free. We don't know that they don't move Debo or Kittle at some point. Like, Mm -hmm. I I just don't know that Ayuk is going to be trapped forever in a bad situation. I think he's a really good player. So I'm not panic selling him because I'm scared that Trey Lance might start in 2023, and I don't like that if if that's my angle. Like, uh, I would just – be open to selling him, but not just like, Oh, I gotta yeah. get out before Trey Lance takes over, you know, Brandon Oog's dead. Like that's not my,
2: it, it's uh, so hard. Cause he is like, he is kind of your sell high candidate, but then you have the uncertainty at the quarterback position that puts some, um, you know, that puts some concern in people, but you know, there are some fans out there that are taking him pretty early. Um, I don't think 7.1 is too too early, but it still is. You know that's, it's it's pretty high when you're considering you know some of the other players around that position, um, but, but I mean I do like Ayuk. I think that you know he's still he's a first round talent, and I, he's the best receiver on that team in my, in my opinion. I mean I think you you th- that point you made about you know
3: when you're trying to value someone as opposed to like a pick, but also then when you're in a mock with those same players that could be those picks. Like, I think, I think it's just so interesting because you couldn't, you couldn't get 104, 105, 106 or something for IU straight up. But then you're, you know, you're looking at these mocks with rookies involved and it's like, Oh, he's going ahead of that 105 who we, Presumed to be that one hundred four, one hundred five, one hundred six kind of range. So he's going ahead of those receivers, ahead of you know this other running. And it's like that's that's just super interesting to me because I, I definitely, I certainly don't do probably enough startup mocks where you kind of have those picks involved this early. So well, I mean, to kind of hear that, that
0: uh, we might have to do that.
3: <laughs> I think I think we should definitely run that in our mocks. Uh, the yeah, I will in.
0: consider. <laughs> doing that <laughs> oh look what look at what just got added to the scheduling show sheet <laughs> oops oh look it says dynasty startup mock with picks. oh how did that get there um <laughs> that sounds like a great idea all right how about
3: another quick one we got here was 10 teams start 10 Superflex. give jamar chase receive tyreek and olave Wide receiver room is currently thin. Only guys are Chase Burks, London, Elijah Moore. I don't
0: ever if I'm ever giving Jamar Chase. I I don't love it. Usually, almost never. Oh, it's really
1: hard to say sell Jamar Chase. (laughs) Like to actually utter those words. It's not a bad return though. It's not. I can't do it. I can't do it.
3: I'll I'll keep Jamar. I I just don't think. Yeah, I I get it's not a bad return, but. It's it's just tough Like
0: I'd
1: you get can't. a future one-two swap in your favor, add to that. All right, maybe like maybe I now, just now we're can't. talking.
0: There if I'm trading Jamar Chase, I want
1: an overpay. I, yeah, and that's
0: this, is, this is good, but this is not a smash accept. And if it's not a smash accept, I'm not gonna take it.
1: You can only sell a player like Jamar Chase one time. That's once. <laughs> that's also, it.
0: for me. Yep. I have some concerns with both. I mean, Tyreek Hill, we know, is already going to be 29 when the season starts. He's never going to gain. Whatever his value is now, it's the highest it's going to ever be. It's never going up. And then, Mm. well, it can't go up. I mean, it literally can't. He can't produce more. He he can't
1: get get younger. He can't produce more. He can't get younger. Yeah, that's fair.
3: Hill. Chase's value can't really go up either. Well, I was saying he could go from two to one. (laughs)
0: Maybe. Um, (laughs) Maybe. Olave, I feel like, has a lot of room to swing, but he's someone, he could go up in value. He also could go down. It kind of depends on how it goes. I just I mean, want to keep Jamar Chase. Especially, especially I think safest. a lot of people
3: bumped him a lot uh, up after the season, Olave. So I do think, like, while we expect him to continue rising, like, there's room for him to fall back down again with how with how much he kind of jumped up the wide receiver ranks
2: yeah and being 10 team you want to have um you know you want to have some difference makers and jamar chase obviously is a difference maker tyree kill is a difference maker but you're not getting him for close to as long as you are jamar chase i mean jamar chase is 24 years old is, is 23 24 um he's super young and uh you know a lot i like a a lot but um, there's a lot of uncertainty with what's going on in that quarterback situation and we know exactly what Chase is gonna be dealing with. Yeah. So kind of moving back to that, the Bears
3: wouldn't move back for nothing for sure. i I I mean, do you guys you guys think they would want more than Pittman on top of one oh four?
0: Well, I think they want one Oh four future first and then maybe something else.
3: Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe Pittman's involved, but it's not like Pittman and that one Oh four gets you that one Oh one. So I don't, I don't think that's really.
2: Players are, players are rarely involved in those move ups. They are sometimes, but I mean, normally you're seeing picks traded for players, but those move ups. Draft tech has a great chart that you can use uh, last year. You know, kind of fact checked it against some trades that happened. Uh, move the Sticks references it a lot. It's drafttech.com and they have a trade value chart and it shows pretty much exactly what, you know, what the uh, Colts would have to pay um, for, you know, to move up. And it's, you know, it's a first round pick plus the one, a future first, 104. And I believe it's their third round pick. The way they value future first is just pick 16 is a 1,000 points. So the future first are, you know, worth a thousand points. Yeah. All right, moving. What rookie
3: picks are these players worth right now? Burks, London, Dotson. I think Tyler, you probably have. I do something in in your in your ranking specifically.
0: I don't have pick. Values. Yeah, and and honestly, let's see. So Superflex, I have London. Uh, between the 104 and 105, uh, Burks between the 105 and 106. But honestly, that feels kind of high. Uh, and i got um, higher.
1: I think he would be a little higher. I'm like 104. I'd be fine paying. I think I would. London would be my wide receiver one in this class. So after Bijan and the top two quarterbacks go, I'm fine paying any one of those picks for Drake London. I think you can probably get him a little cheaper. But I'm fine paying as yeah. high as 104.
0: I just feel like for me, I'm definitely going to have Bijan, the two quarterbacks ahead of London. And then the odds are that there's, you know, you only have to like one more player. Or something bad could happen to London in that he actually has Desmond Ritter as his quarterback. <laughs> But I think he had such a
1: good rookie season like that. And he's so young still. Like I'm still fine. Even if he's in hell for another year.
3: Yeah. I mean, they, they certainly, you know, got it going a little bit at the end of the year too. They seem to find some type of little chemistry, but yeah.
1: Burks. Let me see where I have, I think basically after he's got to be below the top three wide receivers. Uh, just based on how many like hiccups there were, the situation not being great. Even though I think for a year, like he needs to be at least behind Bijan and Gibbs, the two quarterbacks in the top three wide receivers. So that puts him one oh eight or later. Then we're talking about maybe Anthony Richardson gets in there. Maybe Boutte, We'll see what landing spot he gets, how how high he's I could see him being preferred over Burke, like say he goes Kansas City, something like that. Um so I would say probably in like i'd be comfortable in like the 109 110 range that's what i want to pay it's going to be probably tough to prime for that though
2: yeah yeah people yeah. like picks they like shiny new toys and they'll be more interested in sending 24s for these guys um like people just they want the new things it's it's like a new car they, they lost these guys lost value already because you drove them off a lot so true
3: <laughs> All right, we got, when Hopkins gets traded, who is your preferred sell between Hopkins and Hollywood?
0: Uh, that market uh, kind of quieted down. I mean, we were hearing about Hopkins being traded, and then suddenly we're not hearing about it. I, I still think it happens. I, I don't know. I mean, Hollywood Brown is someone I believe in.
1: And how do you sell a thirty? 31-year-old receiver in the offseason, even if he gets a good land? No, no, what no, no. You, what are you going to get?
0: Let's say Andre Hopkins gets traded to the Chiefs.
1: That he had your, a future first, sure.
0: Well, that is your last <laughs> chance to trade him. You'll never have a better. He'll never be it, worth more than the day he's traded to the Chiefs.
1: But never. if he's not, like, it, I just don't see him being a sell candidate. Really, this offseason, maybe. No, gets, I'm, what I'm saying is first, wait.
0: Yeah. Wait for the day he gets traded, and the day he gets traded, that'll be the most he's ever worth again. And then you put him on the block, see what you can get. If you like the return, just take it that day. It's never going to get better. Or if you don't like the return, then you're just going to take the rest of his career and take the
1: points, and it is what it is.
0: But those are your choices. In Hollywood,
1: Hollywood, like I don't see him being a sell candidate either. Even if options does get traded, there's so much hate for Kyler Murray right now, and you throw in the injury. Uh, we don't know what kind of quarterback play it, Hollywood's ranked at like. Valued at like wide receiver 35 right now, like he's not valued higher. Oh, like not for me. I have him higher, I have him
0: at 23, so I don't. Yeah,
1: I've got him much higher as well, but the market doesn't, so I don't see him being like, Oh, Hopkins, and sell Hollywood. Is that KTC? Uh, there's a couple I checked. KTC, you can check Fancy Calc, is another one to cross reference. I'm not sure where he's at, but he was in the like mid to low thirties on KTC. Let's see where he's at on Fantasy Calc.
0: Yeah. I noticed that my ranks often tend to align more with DLF's ADP. Because like <laughs> I'm it's right spot on for both Calvin Riddle and 32. They have
1: him they have him at 32 on fantasy calc.
0: Hollywood. Maybe I'm just in the DLF bubble. I agree. Like, <laughs> I have him
1: in the mid-20s as well.
0: Um but yeah, Dave, you
2: said you had to run. So give give the people one last plug. All right, follow me at Dynasty Doors. Check us out, SGPN Fantasy Football on YouTube. We got our four-round mock drafts going on. Did some shorts, 15 seconds per pick. Adios. Love it. Later, Dave. Have a good Dave's,
1: one. Dave squad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, let's see. Yeah. All right, now we got... Ooh. Oh, whoopsie. <laughs> oh, did I do that?
3: No, I think he must have uh disconnected something by
0: accident okay oh hey right. we're fixing it nope oh <laughs> okay, forget that for now um <laughs> we gotta, we
3: gotta
1: technical
0: one. technical okay we're
3: on question in while we wait for david um but if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. Would you be looking to sell immediately or in the offseason or are you trying to hold Elijah Moore until the season? I don't know, man.
0: Elijah Moore it's, was so disappointing. Uh,
3: Cuz I I mean, the the second Aaron Rodgers goes there. Oh, there we go. Like you were saying, hey like you were saying with someone obviously completely different age range, but his his boost is going to be, you know, it, it's going to be there the second he gets that quarterback, even if it's not Rodgers, even if we're looking at Derek Carr, like he's going to get a, a bump up those ranks. Um, but I feel like it's one of those, if you if you believed in Elijah Moore after his rookie season and you're still kind of holding now, I just I feel like the upside's just kind of there to to not sell for what you could based on this news because like what are you really what are you really gonna be able to get for Elijah Moore say right now Aaron Rodgers breaking news he's on the Jets it's like what is the most you're really gonna be able to get
1: for Elijah Moore
0: Oh it's funny you mentioned that he actually was just traded to the Jets
1: get out of town was he No. <laughs> <laughs> Stick bastard. <laughs> but but you know, Here, look, so like there's one more
0: thing. Look look up at your ceiling. A gullible's written on it.
1: You're the worst. Oh, it's so true. You are not nicer than Derek Carr. Oh no!
0: Fucking way <laughs> am I nicer than Derek Carr? We all know this.
1: Come
0: on. <sighs> but.
3: Yeah, um, no. I'm, I'm
1: looking at my rankings and I'm trying to think like where, let's say Aaron Rodgers does today. He already, oh, look at that. He already got traded to the Jets. Where does Elijah Moore go? Like, I'm thinking probably like he's back in like the Christian Kirk, like maybe around Jahan Dotson. He's probably still going to be lower. It's oh, not that high guys. for me. That's what I'm saying. Like, what are you going to sell him for? He's, his value is not going to, I don't think, go that high. Um, maybe if I could like sell a Dotson for Elijah Moore plus. I would be interested in that. Um, but I think he's probably just a hold, and you just hope he can just recapture some of that rookie season mm-hmm. magic where he was an efficient player. He was good on a per-route mm-hmm. basis. He's a good prospect, second-round pick. Like, he was productive in college, early declare. Like He has a good prospect profile, decent rookie year. If he gets Aaron Rodgers, I think he just holds the dude, especially if it's a good year at his age. His value going to go up pretty high, uh, more Absolutely. than it will in the offseason when all these like last season negatives are still baked
3: in. Yeah, definitely right on board with you there. And we got another. Does Khalil Herbert take a large leap with Montgomery gone, or does he just take Montgomery's share in the Bears draft, the next Khalil Herbert?
1: They could easily draft the next David Montgomery, and Khalil Herbert is could... still Khalil Herbert. Um, it's very true. But I would say it seems like Monty's probably – gone like as a free agent and herbert was eaten into it already Uh, he was great as in in the advanced metrics he was second in the league in yards after contact per attempt behind only tony pollard so he's a good efficient rusher um we know that but he he's not going to catch the ball in this system uh the rushing workload is to be determined you know if they bring in another rusher so I'm not crazy thrilled about Khalil Herbert. Like if Monty goes, I'm going to be trying to sell him for Rashad Bateman and a plus, like a 2-3 swap or something like that. Um, I don't think he's terrible, but I don't think he's – he's a better real-life player than a fancy ass, I think. Khalil
0: Herbert is just
1: a guy. Yeah.
0: I think
3: there's a lot of people that that want to believe he's more than just a guy. He's there is. He's limited. I, I think a lot of people are trying to make, you know, even Tony Pollard-like comparisons where he's no. just – He's more likely sample. to be Madison.
1: He's more likely yeah. to be Alexander Madison, where people want but him to I, be the guy, and he's just never the guy.
3: And I, I think, I mean, if if Montgomery's gone, there's there's almost zero chance that they're not using some of that cap space or a pick on someone else coming in. Um, And that might not be, okay, like they brought in a new guy who is the new David Montgomery and Herbert's stuck in his own Herbert role. Like that might not be the case. He might get, you know, it might be closer to a 50-50 split, whatever it is, but it it just doesn't seem likely that Herbert is going to take this large leap and all of a sudden be the the lead back in that offense. I think they are too bad of an offense. They have too much money to spend and too many resources to, to spend on things like a a better running back. And obviously a lot of other pieces they kind of have to fill on both sides of the ball, but it just, I I really find it hard to believe that Herbert's going to like anything that happens with involving the team and that running back room this year is going to lead to, Oh, Herbert is the lead back in Chicago and his, his value has gone up like exponentially since Montgomery left and they signed no one or drafted no one. So I'd be I'd be hesitant on, you know, trying to trying to buy him necessarily. Like, I mean, it depends, obviously, if you're just throwing away a third or a fourth, then okay, fine. Like, that's not a move that I'm against, really. But I think, yeah, I mean, I I do think they're. I, I know you. You don't sound right, like it, troopers. Tyler. But there, there are people that that genuinely yes. think like he's he's really efficient in his limited sample. And yes, he hasn't gotten a crazy workload. But you know, he's he's had you know a couple games where he was the lead back and he did rush for a lot of yards and it looked pretty solid. In do you think you know, they resign Montgomery games. or not? I think they're going to throw their money elsewhere, like overpay slightly for some other running back. That's barely better than even that we
1: talk about this draft class. They don't even have to invest a high pick. There's going to be good, decent running back prospects. In, in the third, fourth round of the NFL draft where yeah. they could spend just a fourth on pick. And all of a sudden we're talking about this guy pushes Khalil Herbert out of the lead role. Like it, it could happen even if it's not a significant investment. And even though the efficiency metrics are good and he's good after contact, that's also a bit of a byproduct of playing with Justin Fields. Like he definitely yep. benefited from that. Um, and for a guy who doesn't catch the pass, doesn't catch the ball, doesn't have a good uh prospect profile, not highly drafted, like he's just not someone you want to be caught holding the bag on if Montgomery leaves and he does see a, a temporary off-season value spike. Second Montgomery leaves. Uh, he's going on the block. We're shooting out offers everywhere we got him. I, I
0: think Montgomery is going to stay. Personally. yeah. It's just so short. Like, they need so many things that I actually feel like if Montgomery's willing to accept something more reasonable, that he'll stay. And I, are people lining up to pay David I don't know, Montgomery bro. a lot of money?
1: The thing is, though, if you're David Montgomery, do you want to stay with a team who was borderline, like saying Khalil Herbert? Like there were games where they were just right, they were going the hot hand, publicly declaring we're going to go with the hot hand. Like, if you're David Montgomery, is that the situation you want to come back to? If they're not going to pay you good money, like I think you hit the open market. You're looking to go somewhere where, hey, we're going to give you money. Hey, we want to give you the ball. Like, I just don't don't think anyone is interested in
0: giving him much money. That's true. Yeah,
3: I do agree with that. I, I, I am a little worried. I think I've brought this up before that they're gonna throw upwards of 10, 10 or 12 million for some guy like Tony Pollard, <laughs> like just because they have money and they're like, uh, let's spend it. <laughs> so, I, I, I'm Tony I'm Pollard's really...
0: not getting out of Dallas, it, probably not. But Jerry Jones <laughs> will use the franchise tag on Tony Pollard,
1: as, <laughs> as ridiculous as that is. He likes offensive playmakers too much to let him go. Uh, Maybe before the injury, but like, especially I feel like now, like if his market's not crazy, Dallas probably would pay Tony Pollard.
3: Yeah. All right. Moving on. We got a couple, you know, howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you for watching. Smash the thumbs up. Never been in here live, so it's fun to be able to ask questions. Absolutely. I mean, we're here. now there's
0: going to be even more opportunities to get in live. Oh, and there's also another show concept that uh, I guess I can announce is going to be happening. Um, I will be doing, I haven't decided when or how often, but I'm going to be doing a show where I take questions in my Patreon Discord and then I record a solo show uh, that's going to be released to everybody. Um, but the only way you can ask questions for that show is if you're in my Patreon Discord. So, you know, the questions are for patrons only. It's not going to be live. I'm going to record it solo and record my answers to some of the questions from the Patreon. So it'll give you a good, little bit more insight into what I do on there. And I'll be publishing that on here every once in a while. Uh, so just look for that. Uh, there'll be like 15 to 30 minutes solo. Um, but yeah, just look for that. I finally found a way. I, I did Patreon only shows for a while. But I just felt like, honestly, like they weren't watched enough. But if I let only patrons ask the questions and everyone watched the show, then maybe it's kind of a good balance that makes it kind of worth it for everybody. So we'll, we'll see if that works, how that works out. But just look for that on the, on the channel over the next couple of weeks. Absolutely.
3: Um, Ed, as always, you've been looking forward to this one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Then we had a non-football question. I'm curious, too. Sure. Are you a
0: cat? Or a dog person? Uh, <laughs> not really. I would never have my own pet. Dogs
1: okay. all day, dogs all day. And I'm not a cat hater, but I don't know how you can pick a cat over
3: a dog. Come on, come on. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. I mean, I just my my best friend and roommate downstairs just got a six six week old eight week old puppy. He's uh you know a little bit loud. Keeping keeping some people up at night like they really like a like real baby. Loud puppies but... are very interesting.
0: I really like those. <laughs>
3: yeah, because you never ride your about. own. He says,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like it for a minute. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> he is very cute, very cute. But it's like a
1: baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: I think this oh, was baby's
1: so cute. Not till you live with him every day. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> or even live above him, honestly. <laughs> Oh, we need we um, need a Dave to give us opinion on babies.
1: I have zero. So, I would like to keep that way for a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, I other day, but because I have zero babies and I don't think I ever will have one. <laughs> but so I think this was about
3: Ayuk. He will be way or Ridley drafted. I'm not or sure. Or Ridley, yeah, I guess if he falls into the sixth or seventh, he'd be good value. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd agree
0: with that. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I've heard something. Oh, it's the, just saying that the compensation you, escalates if they actually get more out of Ridley if he actually plays and runs uh, okay, in okay.
2: hmm,
3: and then we have a. I have a very interesting question from FF lefty who's always, who's always um, watching here and we appreciate you, but off season is a time to get better. What's the thing you all have improved on the most since last spring? Um,
0: (laughs) I've become more humble. (laughs) Sounds Uh, facetious. (laughs) Oh, it's so
1: (laughs) I've now become more humble. Oh. for me i would just say it's being like schedule oriented and like writing everything down meticulously planning on my calendar and just kind of planning ahead a little bit sticking to the do-do list and uh actually like writing goals like down on paper
3: yeah i think i mean that's definitely been a big part obviously f- fantasy and football related but
0: Blow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> are we frozen uh, earth earth to can you hear me yeah <laughs> i'm not frozen I
0: don't... yeah i don't know what, what's going on here but uh, i don't know improving
1: i would like to say dynasty fantasy football i'd like to think i got a little bit better in the past I, year. I, I think i've, I've gotten better for weekend. sure What's
0: the thing you got worse at? <laughs> um, the thing I got worse at? Uh, probably doing YouTube shows.
1: Yeah, I don't do much YouTube either.
0: Um, no, I, I don't hard know. To keep, it's the
1: schedule with that.
0: No, that that I've been better with Uh the scheduling part. I've just definitely felt, you know, I've definitely felt like. More exhausted. Like you definitely see me being like burnt out and jaded, like constantly. Whereas I feel like I used to be able to hide it better.
1: What? What are you going to do to improve on that?
0: What? <laughs> uh, we can hear you now. Um, can you hear me now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was. I'm sorry about that one. Not
3: what that even happened? happened? I I got a FaceTime from a random number and it came through on my laptop as well and that just messed everything up. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, not sure, but but I, I mean I, what I was saying is you know football and fantasy related, but just in general too. A lot of what you were saying just becoming a little bit more organized and, and schedule oriented, writing down and like figuring out what I'm doing at what time, what blocks of the day, and making sure I get just things done that I need to know to do or that i know i need to do
1: i would say um, another thing i've gotten a lot better at is not getting dragged into nonsense on twitter in the comments. oh like do much not better i've gotten respond much better that. to comments like yep. unless it's in a genuine uh like just kind <laughs> manner like it's a trap it's just a trap most of the time it's, a lot of people trying to drag you into nonsense yep. in comments like just take some time I, Post and ghosting's healthy. Let it marinate a little bit. Think about your response if you even want to give one. Then come back to it later. Just uh, use your block being and mute. Le- less impulsive, yeah, and use yep. the mute, uh, especially. I try to use the mute more than the block. Like I don't want to have to block people, but if they're just coming in, oh. just uh, I, I have no problem with
0: blocking people. Yeah,
1: I don't have an issue with it either. But uh, definitely use those as well. I have over your, a thousand it's your timeline. Yeah, like you don't owe anything to random. Internet strangers, like if they're not good for your mental health, they're not popping up in your notifications in good ways. Just remove them, mute them, block whatever you need to do. Um, yeah, but I think once you can figure out how to do that, Twitter's not so bad. Uh, it's, it's not that bad, especially. I found,
3: yeah, post I, your I, stuff on my one, uh, my one retort where I kind of just flip it back. Like most of the, the negativity I get is based on my trivia. And, and people just saying like oh I hate this guy he, he hides the right answer or like I can't find the right answer all this stuff like that's really the most hate I get like specifically and so I've found a way to turn it around where I'm like hey like I do that so if you don't want to scroll through 300 questions 300 answers you can like go click and find the answer right away like it's actually for you and so I, I flipped it around and almost every time they've actually been like oh like sorry I, I didn't I didn't realize that and they actually come back like, Pretty, you know, didn't really mean to be that much of a dick, and I'm like,
0: "All right, wow. this has so far." And I'm <laughs> um, here, well. just for the record, I don't hate animals.
1: <laughs> Tyler's a serial killer who hates animals. If I were a serial killer, I'd
0: never admit it on a live stream. Yeah, sounds like
1: a real serial killer thing to say. That does sound like what a serial
0: killer would say. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no. No, I just, uh, I don't think I could take care of a pet. I had a fish when I was younger. And I, uh, it died. You flushed it.
3: <laughs> Keyword. My yeah. mother flushed it, yeah,
0: after it died. Then she didn't tell me, and she replaced it, like, three more times. So I thought I only had one fish died. She told me, like, five years later, well, actually... Um we just didn't want to tell you that your fish died. So we you had like five fish. And I was like, oh no. thank That's you, mother. Funny. You really taught me the right lesson. <laughs> yeah. There. You taught me so yeah, no, I don't I don't think I would do a good job. Uh yeah. I kinda like that.
3: it's just, you know, being active in your league definitely can't hurt in, in terms of trade talk, in terms of, you know, becoming friends with your league mates, whatever it is, it's like, it's, it's only going to help just make, make the whole experience more fun. So I'm, I'm right there with Ed, you know, become friends, have Ed a watch is party with your so is
0: FF lefty, I, both of them.
3: Agreed. Agreed. They're here every time.
0: Pretty much. Yeah.
3: Appreciate you guys a lot.
0: Is this a good rookie tight end class?
1: <sighs> I would say it's decent. I would say it's unlikely we get a stud. Meyer, obviously, everybody knows about Michael Meyer. Like, he is very productive. He's going to be an early declare. He's going to be highly drafted. The issue is, he's not much of an athlete. Like, he's probably not going to run very fast. Uh, He wasn't overly efficient. He only averaged 12 yards per reception. So, he could be more like a Pat Fryermuth kind of mold, which is not the end of the world. Pat Fryermuth is a good player, like a, a good starting tight end in fantasy but he's not, like, lighting the world on fire. Um, Kincaid, I haven't done a ton of research on him. He's a late producer. Um, We'll see what the athleticism looks like. He has a good dominator rating for his final season. It's over 30%, which is really good for all the tight ends I have uh, charted in my database. Um, It was down the field as well. So he's got, like, a good-looking profile. If he can put together some athletic numbers and get that first-round or second-round draft capital – uh, I'm not sure about Musgrave. I haven't really done a, a lot of deep diving on this class just yet until we get some of like, uh, the athleticism numbers and the draft capital. Um, but I will be getting all those tight ends charted eventually. Um, but I, w- I wouldn't say it's a, a great rookie class, but it is a decent rookie class.
3: Yeah, and I like some of the uh, other names that Ed brought up after. Uh, personally, have been price checking. Dolchich, McBride, Akonkwo. um, See what their prices are. could be cheaper than the rookie pick. Absolutely. And, you know, I think each each of those guys, we saw something, whether it was, you know, a little stretch or the last game of the season or whatever it is like we saw we saw some uh, something to look forward to out of each of those guys. Um, And you're hoping, honestly, for uh, at least, you know, the uh, Dolchich and Okonkwo like that, their situations are going to get better, hopefully not worse. Um, And So, no, I like like those three names and another one, Jelani Woods. Um, You know, I'm a big fan of just, yes, he didn't do all that much, but tight end, that's the one position we'll kind of give him a little pass if they don't produce, you know, almost anything in their rookie year. He's just an athletic freak, and I'm going to take that shot if I can get him for, you know, a very late rookie pick.
1: I would say out of that group, Dolce is the one I'm most uh, interested in just because he was, he was top 80 pick drafted 80th overall. He was productive pretty much immediately upon playing his rookie year, pushed out mm-hmm. Albert O, who's another tight end, I believe is a decent player, like has shown NFL samples of being like at least an efficient, uh, decent pass catching tight end, Albert o. Uh, And then we talk about Russell Wilson. Uh, he has been great in the past It's terrible last year but at least we know he's with a quarterback who could be good talk about adding sean payton to the mix and dolce is still going outside of the top 100 picks and startups so he's a lot cheaper than like the hawkinson mooth uh, goddard tier mm-hmm. and he has the potential to join them um his rookie season was impressive uh the numbers that he compiled in the time he was on the field
3: andrew breeze said that russ is going to have the best years of his career starting now so you know okay. Sean Payton couldn't hurt. He couldn't be
1: worse than Nathaniel <laughs> Hackett. I'll tell you that. I also, these are
0: my four one. biggest tight end buys in Dynasty. Those, those.
1: I like oh, my McBride yeah, I like as well too. He was a, a very highly drafted player, second round pick, very productive in college. Ran four, five, six pro day forty. I know. Uh, he had uh, a game with ten targets. Uh, I believe he was the only one out of like the those tight ends listed there that had ten targets in a game. Ertz is keeping Mm -hmm. the price down. Ertz is 32. He's not going to be there forever. Um, So I like McBride a lot as well, especially at the price point. Um, Jelani Woods, too, I think he's got the athleticism. Um, It was a bit of a mess in Indianapolis. He was caught in a bit of rotation. But his efficiency and numbers are good. He was good in yards per route run. Um, I would say his upside is – probably more just starter just because he's a little bit older was not very productive in college until his last year but i do think like he's still stupid cheap and he could potentially be a top 12 time which is not saying a whole lot Um, but i do think his value is more likely to go up this year than to go down
3: and he definitely showed i mean he was stuck in like a three four man committee in on the Colts, but he even still found a way to flash a little bit. And especially at the end of the year, kind of was playing a little, just, just more involved. Um, and you're hoping that kind of continues on for going forward, but let's rattle through some more of these Jamar chase, 16 targets a game without T Higgins. T Higgins that's <laughs> traded, not selling chase ever. I'm right there with you. Um, what do you guys think about John Mechie this year? Uh, feel bad for him. Still, still, honestly, yeah, more than anything. That's really the still, one. Main thing, it's still to early to him. see kind of what we're, th- what we're going with in terms of the fantasy value and where he'll land. Um, in, that in a sense startup rankings,
1: I think he's probably pretty freaking cheap, like he's probably close to free at this point. He's still a second round pick. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think. don't think he's a bad buyer. You're not paying a second round uh rookie pick for him. Um, I wouldn't pay that. Maybe like a late three, sure. It's the guy who was a second round pick last year. Maybe he. He comes back to full health uh, from what was it, leukemia, I believe he had.
0: Yeah, leukemia. Um,
1: but you're not paying a lot for this guy. I would say it's a low likelihood of him having a a good career. But still, second round pick at, at his price points, you can throw worse starts. You know, late in the dynasty startup.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Trade it, trade it up for two. Here's another. All right, 12 team super flex start 10. Trying to move Etienne and Jerome Ford for Keenan Allen and Chris Godwin. Also sent Etienne and then fourth for Godwin and James Connor. I would it's, not do those things. I think yeah. you
1: have the right idea going from Etienne to Godwin plus, or like a, maybe another running back or like a, a high second round pick or like a maybe late first. But I don't think. Allen or James Conner is going to be enough to go from ETN to Godwin considering the gap in market. And I love Chris Godwin, but considering the gap in market value where ETN is going right now and what you can get for him in trades, uh, you need to be getting more than a James Conner or Keenan Allen on top. Yeah. Chris Godwin.
3: I mean, ETN on most dynasty ranks are his top four or five, right? I mean, I don't see, it just seems like you're, you're trading low. By getting something like yes, those are you know solid wide receivers, but they're you know they're definitely older and they're mm-hmm. you know at best in kind of the high end wide receiver two range. Um I so, would give
1: Godwin a little more credit than that. I think he's yeah. time and time again, he's like a really productive player, no matter which quarterback he gets paired with. He's you can call him old, but he's 26. He's gonna turn 27. I mean, you can build around for the next two three years if you can get a, a real running back on top uh you know but i don't think james connor is going to be uh considered connor who knows what he's going to give you next year
3: yeah all right we got let's see i had to pull up coops comment love you all you are at sanding, coop you're you're the best you're the man, coop. we love you <laughs> Super cool. um absolutely Let's see. <laughs> Tyler's trying That's to bait me into true. trading for. <laughs> I deny that. I
0: deny that accusation. <laughs> not true. Not true.
3: And we, you even got a little unpaid oh, shout-out plug, Ed, Ed homie. <laughs> Ed's been a patron for a very long time. <laughs> um, but iron never lies. What's up? How about here's another. Kind of generic, basic Ugh. one. What picks would you sell Comet
0: for? <laughs> what I mean, whatever. Like, I'm not. I don't think I'd give any second for Comet. So. Me either. I would not
1: pay any second for Comet.
3: No, yeah. But would you sell? Would you? I if don't think... give you three hundred one. You take it. I'll take it. Right.
1: I think <laughs> Early,
3: early third. I would sell. What?
1: What player before, you think you're right? getting at three hundred one?
3: Oh, I. I mean. Like who are your it targets? It doesn't even matter if you <laughs> it. If you're doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> For Comet, I just I, I just don't.
3: feel like
1: you can find a better cash out than 301.
0: I doubt it. People don't like Comet. You think you can get a late some people late do second? though. Some people not anymore. Do. I feel like people yeah. used to, but I feel like it's just been kinda frustrating. I don't think people really like him anymore. Yeah, I would take any I think second. Bef- yeah,
3: I think before this 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 past season it's like there's a lot of you know you could say he's gonna be a top target in that offense is who else are they gonna throw the ball to all that stuff and then it, it clearly just didn't really work i think like they're
0: that, gonna you know? bring in more targets versus the last two years and he's Correct. you know he's yeah. never gonna have his 93 targets from 2021 ever again
1: and even then he's ugly and inefficient it's low a dot it's low yards per bro run he's not an athlete so he's not generating a, a high yards per reception like even with nine three target. Like, I don't even think he averaged like nine. No, he wasn't
0: good, year. but yeah, this year he had seven touchdowns. And I think that's asking a lot considering, uh, he's a better yeah. real life player
1: than a fantasy asset. Again, the whole team
0: had 19 passing touchdowns and he had seven of them. I would not expect that to continue next year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he's 264 yeah. pounds. Like he's, yeah, he's a, a between he's a, a blocker and a tight end, like and block, like, not even a blocker and a receiver like he's he's more block oriented than a guy who's ever going to matter in fantasy he's kyle yeah. rudolph he's kyle rudolph That's so what i
3: think is. yeah i mean i think ed and we're all kind of on the same page love to get a second but at this point i think i'd, I'd take that early early third as well um and then let's let's end on this this question here. Is Alave a lot of area sell high still could i get london
0: plus you probably can but I would not yeah. say Olave is a sell high.
3: That's that's exactly how I feel. Like, I don't think he's necessarily a sell high, especially I feel like he he actually ended the season on a less strong note than he kind of was running through the middle in the beginning. Um, but at the same time, I do still think that after the season's over, Olave is likely most people's wide receiver two uh, behind Wilson, but ahead of London um that would be my guess so I, I do think you might be able to get a little something along with london but i mean you got to be going to the right guy too cuz i do think there will be some people that like london higher than alave still um but yeah, yeah. i mean I what mean, you guys think you
1: get, i can't see you getting much of a plus from Olave to london just cuz Olave is not in a great situation either doesn't have any sort of quarterback uh situation that's stable right now, which is the main issue with London. Um I saw one deal where I saw someone trade Olave and I think 302 for Chris Godwin in the 108, I think. And I think I'm taking Godwin's side on that. Um like if I can pivot from Olave to another wide receiver who I think could potentially outscore him next year, uh, and a Chris Godwin, who I don't think that old 26 going to be 27, then I can get a first on top. Like even like a 108, just throwing a kicker with Olave, I w- I would sell him in that, at that point, but I That's think he's call. closer to like that top tier, but he's not being valued with them. So I think he's more of like a holder by them. So.
3: Yeah. And then we had one more quick question come in. 101, 112, goth light for Josh Allen. I'd say yes. um, In a 12 team super flex, I'd, I'd assume... That's Most fine. of the time he's he's going for more, though. So
1: I would pay that for Allen.
3: That's what. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I would I would
0: buy Josh Allen All right. at that price. I'm taking back over. Um, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate everyone for sticking with me, despite this. Obviously not my having my best day. A lot of food poisoning last night. So <laughs> I feel very lightheaded and sick. But uh, I'm glad we were still able to have a good show. Um, And, yeah, like I said at the beginning, if you like the show, just uh, make sure to leave a comment, a like, and subscribe to the channel and hit the bell. And, uh, you know, don't forget about uh, my Patreon and Twitter uh, and also to catch all my DLF articles that are coming out on DLF. Um, Yeah, David, you you want to plug your stuff on last time?
1: Yeah, you can just find me on Twitter, as you can see below, at Guru Fantasy World, W-R-L-D. If you want to find me on Patreon as well. Offer a top 250 rankings. Each player is listed either by sell, hold, or buy sell. A lot of players are in between, depending on price. Each player's got a note as well. Also offer a tight end anatomical checklist, which is just charting every tight end in like the top 50, basically, draft capital, athleticism, their dominators, early declare, basically all their information color-coded in one nice clean place for you. And then it gets you access to the Guru Fancy Discord as well. You can get um, into the discords dollars 99 a month. If you want to just get the rankings and the tight end checklist this is a dollar a month to get, I think 10% discount if, if you subscribe for the year.
0: I love it. Well, yeah. I will be back here 7 30 PM Eastern tomorrow doing the ask, ask Tyler show, um, on my YouTube channel. And hopefully I won't be this much of a zombie and <laughs> I will see you all, uh, later. Peace. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.